welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one illuminating page of Talmud every day. And in today's page, as we reach the very end of Masechet Psachim, in pages 113 and 114, well, we get some words to live by. Here's the taste. The Gemara cites a similar statement. The Holy One, blessed be He, loves three people. One who does not get angry, one who does not get drunk, and one who is forgiving. The Holy One, blessed be He, hates three people. One who says one statement with his mouth and means another in his heart, i.e. a hypocrite. One who knows testimony about another person and does not testify on his behalf. And one who observes a licentious matter performed by another person and testifies against him alone. His testimony is meaningless, as he is the only witness. Consequently, he merely gives the individual a bad reputation. This is just a reminder that when we talk about these ancient Jewish texts, we are not just talking about archaic words preserved like evidence from antiquity. We're talking about instruction. We're talking about inspiration. We're talking about a manual on how to live. And therefore, it is my absolute pleasure to welcome to the show today a dear friend, a very wise person, the host of The Rabbi's Husband. Here he is, The Rabbi's Husband himself, Mark Gerson, the author of a newly published book that could not be more relevant this time of year and any time of year and to the things we're talking about today. It is called The Telling, How Judaism's Essential Book Reveals the Meaning of Life. Welcome to the show, Mark Gerson. Leo, it is such a pleasure and an honor to be with you today, and I am so excited to talk about the greatest Jewish holiday, Pesach. Here's the thing that I found so wonderfully inspiring about your book. You know, many of us pick up the Haggadah, let's be honest, one or two nights out of the year and look at it. And, you know, most of us, including I assume many listening to us right now, race through the first half to get to the lamb or the brisket or the chicken or the vegetarian lasagna made with matzah, of course. And we don't always stop and ponder the meanings. And yet you call the Haggadah the great Jewish guidebook for life, you're right, ready to help us to ask and answer the eternal questions about miracles and mission and music and good and evil and all these great, amazing things. Mark, tell us, why does the Haggadah matter? We have to understand the Haggadah in the context of what Pesach is. Pesach or Passover is the biblically ordained and authentic Jewish New Year. So what we as Jews do is we sit down at our New Year celebration and we contemplate How did we do in the previous year? We take inventory of ourselves today, and we think about what kind of people individually, collectively, and nationally do we want to become in the year that's about to start. And we do that with the guidance of this great book that's in front of us, the Haggadah. So the Haggadah, like the Torah, is an intensely practical document there to guide us towards living better happier, more fulfilling lives in the year to come in the most practical ways. We just have to know how to read it. That is a profound insight. And in your wonderful book, you really give the the Haggadah a very close reading. For example, you write as following. If a parent wants to teach her child something, she will almost certainly use the word come, as in come here and let's go over this together. And you would think, you're right, that the authors of the Haggadah, for whom Torah learning is so fundamental, will also have used come. Instead, they use a different word. They use the word tse, go. Go and learn. Tell us about this fundamentally different approach to learning and teaching in in the Haggadah. I think it gets to a deep Jewish truth 
about what it really means to learn. Of course, we're the people of the book and we value and we prize book learning. But when we really want to learn about complicated people, we have to go out into the world. We can't understand complicated people, complex situations by sitting and reading alone. We have to go out into the world, experience the world, and bring that learning back to our study and bring our study back into the world. And in fact, it's very interesting that if we look back at the lives and careers of some of the greatest rabbis, or actually all of the greatest rabbis up until fairly recently, they all had professions. Maimonides was a doctor. Nachmanides was a doctor. Rashi was in the wine business. Akiba was in the shoe business. They all had professions. And in fact, in ancient times, when a rabbi was not working hard enough at his profession because he was being too much of what we would traditionally call a rabbi, he was criticized on the notion that he had to work more in his profession in order to become a better rabbi. It all gets back to what it means. We have to go and learn. And by going and learning, we experience the real problems, the genuine opportunities that people have in the world, and we're able to be better Jewish teachers. Since you bring up the questions of both complexity and commitment, I want to make life a little bit difficult for you because... We sit there and we read this text, and I think a lot of our listeners have had this feeling. You start the night with a sense of commitment. It's like, I am going to get it this year. I'm going to really dig it. I'm going to really, as nerds say, really grok it, really kind of internalize the meaning of this text. And then you get to bits like the one that, that you cite in your book. But the sages declare that the days of your life would mean only the present world, the addition of all includes the era of the Messiah, which is these really textual, analytical, language-based, theological deep cuts that perhaps make it kind of difficult for a lot of us to relate to. Take this particular phase, which you unpack beautifully in your book, and help us commit ourselves to reading through the complexities of the Haggadah. Yeah, it's a terrific question, and I think it can be um, best understood in the context of what Maimonides said. Maimonides, of course, was a great physician in addition to being a great rabbi, and as we just discussed, he was a great both because of each other. And he asked the question, what do we do when science conflicts with Torah? He said, because science is true and the Torah is true, so what do we do when they conflict? And his answer was, they can't conflict. If you think they conflict, your interpretation of the Torah is defective. Right. So similarly, if we come to a passage in the Haggadah that we think is ethereal, abstract, or impractical, our interpretation of that passage is wrong. So everything in the Haggadah serves to guide us to live better lives in the year to come. So the passage that you just talked about, it's really educating us about what a relationship with God is about. So there are certain people who have an easier time relating to God in the nighttime of their lives, when they're going through a personal darkness. There are other kinds of people who have an easier time relating to God in a bright time in their life. But we parents, we know that a relationship with our children is for all times. It's for the good, it's for the bad. We know this as a relationship with our spouse. You don't have a one relationship with your spouse when things are going well, another when things are going poorly. A true relationship, a genuine communion between people is for all times. And this is what God's saying, is that the relationship with God is for the good and the bad, the darkness and the light, the day and the night. It's for all times. Mark, when did you get so interested in the Haggadah? What, what was your journey? I started studying the Haggadah. Seriously, I remember where it was. I was having a cigar at Club Macanudo with my friend Jeff Balaban <laughs> right before Pesach one year, about 15 years ago. And uh, Jeff just suggested that we study the Haggadah. So I said, uh, great. I didn't, I didn't have any idea how much wisdom was packed into this short book that we read every year at Passover. So we started studying. And then I, over time, what I realized was that the Haggadah, it's so important when we're reading any book or consuming any media to first ask the question, what's the genre? 
So I realized the Haggadah, it's not a dinner program. It's not a law book. It's not a cookbook. It's certainly not a history book. It's a great guidebook. And as a guidebook, it's in fact the greatest hits of Jewish thought. The greatest hits of Jewish thought are in the Haggadah. It's full of treasures that are totally fascinating and that can guide us in the most practical ways to live better lives. All we have to know is how to read it. And every time I looked at a passage and studied it, that truth emerged. So my study of the Haggadah to date is in the book, but one of the interesting things about it is it is truly the gift that keeps giving. It's endlessly generative. When I completed the book, I opened up another doc of things I've learned subsequently and want to include the next edition. And I'll probably keep doing that until I die because there is so much wisdom and it's so, the Haggadah is so interesting that it's just endlessly generative because it is the greatest hits of the Torah. It's the greatest hits of the Torah and your book, The Telling, how Judaism's essential book reveals the meaning of life is the greatest hits and the greatest guide I've read to the Haggadah. Mark Gerson, thank you so much for being our guest. Thank you, it was so wonderful being with you today. This has been Take One a production of Tablet Studios. If you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz, and our producers are Josh Cross, Sarah Fredman-Ader, and Robert Scarmuccia. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeonedafyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic and we'll see you again soon. Take One.